0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through the Easter Sunday games and the Monday game that was kicking off yesterday with the Parramatta Eels and the West West Tigers going head-to-head there. Uh, we'll kick off with the Easter Sunday games, two really good ones, the Gold Coast Titans and the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Newcastle Knights and the New Zealand Warriors from up there at Newcastle. We'll kick off with the Titans game first, obviously the Gold Coast Titans getting it done at home. I uh, really enjoyed this game. Very up and down. A lot of uh, fire in this game as well. Obviously, a couple of sim binnings and I thought a number of other guys were pretty lucky uh, not to get sim bin, to be honest with you. Sorry, one sim bin in Francis Molo, but I thought a number of other guys were pretty lucky uh, not to get sim binned in this one. Eight all at halftime. Finished 20 points to 18. The goal kicking uh, the difference in the end. Uh, Tanner Boyd hitting four from four. Zach Lomax hitting three from four and missing. Um, not an easy one. Uh, a a challenge and you kick at the back end, but one that turned out to be very, very crucial. Jaden Campbell, this kid is an absolute superstar. Some of the stuff that he is capable of doing is simply unbelievable. There's stuff that he can do that I'm not sure many other guys in this competition can do. I don't think there's many other guys that would be able to do what he is doing in this team with the guys around him, with the experience that he has, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I just I love everything about Jaden Campbell, the way that he plays. And I know that he is very, very loyal to the Gold Coast Titans and credit to him. Um, I back that in 100%. Loyalty is a very special thing. But I personally think that he would be crazy to stay at the Gold Coast Titans as the second-choice fullback and not have a starting spot in this team. There's so many teams in this competition that are running around with fullbacks that, in my opinion... Aren't as good as Jaden Campbell, and don't have the potential of Jaden Campbell either. So I'm hoping for you, Gold Coast Titans fans. He does stay out there. He does seem like a very, very loyal guy. Uh, but for me, good God, I would love to see him in another system. I just love to see him playing eighty minutes of footy every single weekend. Know that a spot is his and be able to jelly his way into a side because he uh, he is simply too good to not be in a starting team. In the NRL, Jaden Campbell, very very impressive footballer. Um, he obviously had a number of tries that came very close in the first half. Uh, Fain guy got over Campiera He could have scored two. There was one where he had his foot on the line. Um, yeah, look, Campierra. I think he's a very talented guy. I spoke about him a lot in the preseason, but. I personally think that despite all the tries that he's scoring and how quick he is and everything, I think defensively, and there's just a lot of errors in his game at the moment, um, I think that they will make a change over the next few weeks where they'll send him back to reserve grade. Been saying it for a few weeks, and I think that uh, the other night sort of stood out for me once again. Could be wrong, uh, but that's what I'll be doing, and I think he'll be a better footballer for it. I think that he will come back uh, bigger and better. They have got options there. Obviously, Kenny Mamalo's in the club now. Jojo Fafita was on the extended bench. For this game as well. So plenty of options there for the Gold Coast Titans. Zach Lomax, he scored the first try of the game. And what a try it was. Getting under a high ball from Benny Hunt coming from center, sort of roaming through the middle. You love to see that sort of initiative from players. It was a great try back by Zach Lomax. He converted it. Then Jaden Campbell, we already spoke about him, scored off a nice little offload wraparound from dummy half. Uh I don't know. He can just do things that other guys can't, Jaden Campbell home. So excited to watch this career play out. And uh, we went in at halftime at all. There was a penalty goal for both sides. And they were the only tries in the first half. Looking like a very, very close contest and a fiery contest as well. We came out in the second half. uh, And big Ravalawa, he crossed the stripe there to score. Uh, He's a good winger, Ravalawa. I know that like the early parts of his career he's had a lot of issues and a lot of uh, mistakes in his game and whatnot, but um, fuck it, he, he's just, he's so dangerous, such a pain in the ass to deal with, a very, very good footballer, uh, we had Dave Fafita, he almost scored a great try from Jaden Sewer to stop him from scoring, a very good knock, but very soon after the Ravalawa try, of course, Phil Sami got the ball on the right wing and really wasn't much on, stepped back infield, and Phil Samy's obviously a guy that's played Origin, uh, a very, very good footballer, very underrated in my opinion. Managed to just cut back through the middle and score a cracking try there. Very, very good stuff. Uh, we then had the the try to Ben Hunt. Uh, Benny Hunt is an absolute freak. Some of the things he can do, uh, just unbelievable. It's scary to think, and I say this with all due respect to the St. George Illawarra Dragons, obviously, but it's scary to think what Ben Hunt could have achieved and what he could have done in his career if he would have stayed at a top eight, top four side like if he was at a Melbourne or Roosters, even a Panthers at the moment throughout his career, it's unbelievable to think what he could have achieved because what he creates out of most of the time absolutely nothing with this Dragon side is fucking incredible. Scored a great try there, a Jack Bird offload that was very nice and it looks like the Dragons had sewn this game up with a few minutes to go. That was the kick that Zach Lomax had to put them out to a six-point lead. Unfortunately, missed that kick and then... The Gold Coast Titans march down the other end, and Toby Sexton, what a moment. Uh, It sort of reminded me of the Trent Hodkinson try in the 2014 State of Origin. uh, Inside defender, just a second too late on the play, strolls through. And shout out to Toby Sexton. Start of last year, he was the future of the Gold Coast Titans. They were going all in on Toby Sexton. Sort of said in the preseason, look, he's a good player, but this is a mistake. Shouldn't have let Fogarty leave. He needs an experience half with him. We're really worried he'll become the scapegoat. And, of course, we get to round one, 2024, and he's not in the best 17. Uh, Took an injury for him to get in there. Uh, Took a couple of injuries for for him to get in there realistically. Uh, So Toby Sexton, see him stand and deliver in that moment. I thought that was fucking fantastic. Really good kid, Toby Sexton. Really talented guy. Was probably known last year for his kicking game, which I thought throughout the year was tremendous. Uh, We didn't get to see enough of him running and to see him do it in this moment to win this game for the Titans after what's been... You know, a pretty tough year for Toby Sexton. Um, I was really happy to see him deliver. So the the, the the goal was converted by Tanner Boyd. 20 points to 18 to the Gold Coast Titans. A win. Um, you know, both these teams were desperate for wins in these games. But the Titans, up to 6th place on the ladder, doing very, very well. The Dragons... I mean, considering they're coming off a loss to the Titan, they're still sitting in 12th place. They're not doing too bad. Um, they have uh, have obviously had a buy already, though, which a lot of sides haven't. Uh, when you actually have a look at the top eight at the moment, the vast majority of the teams haven't had a buy. So the Broncos... Um, the Storm, the Dolphins, the Warriors, and the Knights. So five of the top eight have not had a buy yet. So pretty good knock by those teams to be there, especially you know Knights, Titans, Warriors. Um, in particular, the Dolphins, Warriors, and the Knights who haven't had a buy yet that are still in the top eight when. Probably a lot of people didn't expect them to be there. Uh, A very, very nice effort there. So, yeah, congratulations to the Gold Coast Titans. St. George Illawarra always in the game, obviously. It just came down to goal kicks, which is what can really hurt you at times. All right, let's move to the next game. So this was Easter Sunday, the later game. We had the Newcastle Knights taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Really enjoyed this game. 34-24 to to the Newcastle Knights. Uh, I thought they had a number of tremendous players, but I really do think Jackson Hastings is in really nice touch at the moment. The way that he's leading this side of the round is tremendous. For them to lose KP, Adam Elliott, not have those guys. They're now going to be without Jaden Braley, so that's going to throw a real, real cat in the pigeons, what they do at Hooker. It's probably going to be a Kurt Mann, maybe a Phoenix Crossland. I can't remember why Tyson Gamble was out this week. Uh, but they have got options, but... I don't know, a lot of holes to fill, especially next week. It looks like the week after that, they will potentially be getting back uh, Caelan Ponga, so that will really help. You would have to assume that Adam Elliott's probably going to be back in the next two weeks, that will really help. But I just I love the way that Newcastle are playing at the moment. They're playing well above their weight. They're not doing anything unbelievable, not doing anything crazy. They're just playing basic rugby league. They are just counting numbers. Jackson... He's just delivering them around the park. So shout-out to the Newcastle Knights. been very impressive. This is the sort of DNA if you're a Newcastle fan. I think this is exactly what you want to see. Jacob Saifidi still to come back into this side as well. So plenty of upside for the Newcastle Knights. If you would have said at the start of the season they'd lose all the guys they have, in particular KP, uh, and they'd be sitting eighth after six rounds, I think you'd be pretty fucking stoked with that as a Newcastle Knights fan. Dominic Young scored the first try. He is an absolute monster Dominic Young so strong carried Montoya around who's a pretty strong little character himself Greg Masius scored a little bit later I love what Masius doing at the moment he is he is similar to Dom Young but he is just a handful a rugby league handful Greg Marsh, Tyson Frizzell scored off a rebound Jackson Hastings. Kick a bit scrappy. You've got to take them when they come. For the New Zealand Warriors in the first half, Adam Pompey. Uh, he scored. He had a great game here. It's two tries. It was unlucky not to get a third. Did some very, very good things in this game, Adam Pompey. Starting, and I think it's something that I'm starting to notice more and more. Uh, that the coach, is just getting a lot out of everyone, especially their outside backs. Uh, Dalon Matendi's the Lesniak. He played reserve grade. Scored four tries. Uh, so he'll be really pressuring to come into this side. But I'm not quite sure who you drop at this point. I think Ed Cossi's done a very good job, and pompey has been amazing. Valier's done well. You can't drop Montoya. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see which direction he goes in here. But, uh, yeah, still good signs for the Warriors. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, we have to call it as it is. The Warriors, you know, we all complimented them last week, said how good it was. I said during the week, hey, look, you know, he still conceded 30 points, uh, conceded 34 this week as well. Uh, I don't want to, you know, dampen the party on what the Warriors are doing at the moment or anything, but... If you are going to compete in this competition, you cannot be conceding 30-odd points each and every week. It is just simply not good enough, and you can't be conceding big first-half leads. Um, this week at halftime, I think they were down 22-6. to Very hard to win games of football consistently when you're going down like that. Last week they managed, to, I think they were down 24-12. Fought their way back into it for an amazing win. This week, 22-6, weren't able to do the same. So starts is definitely something the Warriors have to improve on. They, you cannot compete in this competition if you're allowing opposition teams to go out to big leagues and if you're conceding that many points. And, of course, just before halftime, Fennish Crossland. I thought the Warriors' defence on this play was pretty good, to be fair. The ball got moved around, a couple of rebounds and whatnot. And Bradman Best just put in a perfect grubber back to the sticks. And shout-out to Fennish Crossland. Always staying alive, chasing down that ball and getting it. There was a moment in the first half, I believe it all was, where Phoenix Ross threw an intercept to Ed Cossey. Um, not ideal. Sh- shit's going to happen, but the way that the Newcastle Knights turned and chased was incredible. A great tackle by Lockie Miller, but also Tyson Brazel had come on. Had come from the right edge back row spot and was there to meet him at the same time as L- L- Lockie Miller. We've seen Frizzell do this in the Origin arena in the past. Very, very impressive stuff. Takes a lot of ticker to be there in those moments. So he came out in the second half, and it was the Warriors that actually crossed first through Ed Cossey and, and a few nice little offloads from Charlton single crockstead who had a cracker of a game, by the way. Had a try taken off him controversially. Uh, obviously, Adam Pompey running into Jackson Hastings. I personally thought that... C would have scored the try anyway, but by the letter of the law, uh, I can understand why they said no try. It was a bit of a square up later anyway. When Jackson Hastings crossed, uh, Lockie Miller took out. I believe it was Sean Johnson once again. A tough one. I get Lockie L- Miller's just in you know running in support there. It's it's a very hard one, but. Um, yeah, I can understand where they're coming from. I'm not quite sure what the answer to that is. I just think that's rugby league sometimes, but it can be very tough. Uh, and then we had Kurt Mann, who's crossed from Domi Half Bull, sort of sat on the ground for a little bit too long. It's a bit of an unorthodox sort of one, uh, but good vision by Kurt Mann. Always love Kurt Mann. He's a, he's a cracking footballer, a fantastic guy to have in your squad, so versatile and whatnot. Absolute goer, so shout out to him. And then you saw towards the back end of the game, 69th minute. This entire set, if you are a young halfback out there, go and watch this set from Jackson Jackson Hastings and how he orchestrates it all. Sort of on the right hand side takes two to the left, drops in front of the sticks drops, you know, just about five metres to the side and then just gets the ball and releases as quick as he can to Bradman Best, his strike centre out there. The old saying the better the centre is the earlier they get the ball Jackson Hastings, he constructed that set perfectly to get Bradman Best early ball and it was two on one and Greg Marceau didn't have to do too much work for this one, was in in the right spot though and strolls over. Warriors at a late try that didn't matter in the end. But Jackson Ford is having a really, really good season at the moment, running a great line here. Once again, put over by Chancellor Clockstart, who I thought was amazing in this game. He played really, really well. The other big news out of this one, two big injuries. Uh the first one is Jaden Brayley, who looks like he will miss an extended period for the Newcastle Knights. We're still waiting to confirm if it is an ACL or not. Hopefully it's not. Uh, but it does probably look like he will miss a number of weeks. But Realistically, that'll probably be a good result when you bring those three letters into it. can be pretty scary. Uh, tomato Martin, I'm not sure exactly what his injury is, but he's missing for about six to eight weeks. So Luke Metcalf, hopefully, to be fit and available for the New Zealand Warriors very soon for him to come into this side. Uh, but shout-out to the Newcastle Knights, doing tremendously well. The Warriors, doing well, but if you're going to compete in this competition, you can't be conceding that many points. I I, I know from you know doing my podcast the other day where I was potentially... I mean, you could say I was a little bit harsh on the Warriors, I don't think I was. I think I was just honest. And I actually had a lot of New Zealand Warriors fans who messaged me and said, hey, we actually appreciate you talking about us that way. We don't want to be talking about as a sympathy case, as a project that's always looking to improve every week. We want you to talk about us like we're a top eight side and what we need to improve on every single week. So fantastic attitude there by the New Zealand Warriors. They've got all, all, all the sympathy and everything over the last year which was like 100% deserved. Uh, but now it's about winning games of football. How do you win games of football? You defend well. Look at the Penrith Panthers going for their third title in a row and how they're defending. Only conceded two tries on the weekend, both off kicks. Both probably unlucky to concede as well. So uh, plenty of spots there that New Zealand Warriors will be looking to improve on. Let's move to the Monday game. The Parramatta Eels, 28 over the West Tigers, 22 Fucking brutal afternoon for the West Tigers. I thought they played pretty well. I don't think that... I wouldn't say they played well enough to win, but I would say they probably played well enough not to lose by their standards, uh, which is a tough gig. You then lose Adam Dewey off the back of that. Fucking brutal. Um, This could get pretty ugly this year for the West Tigers, unfortunately. It was already ugly. A bad week just turned into a horrible week, losing Adam Dewey. Very, very tough. We dropped our thoughts on his injury in a podcast late last night. So you can go back and have a listen to that if you would like. Uh, but the Paramount Eels, I thought Mitch Moses, his kicking game was off its head. The kick that he put in for Dill Brown to offload to Clint Gutherson was fucking insane. I could watch that on replay a thousand times and not get bored of it. Just a perfect touch. That's a halfback who is very, very confident in his abilities. Then put in a perfect kick for Will Panasini. Then put in a perfect kick for Bryce Cartwright. His kicking game was unbelievable early uh, for the Parramatta Eels. Mitch Moses, I thought he was tremendous in that game last night for the West Tigers in the first half. Stafford Toa uh, scored a nice little try. Underrated Stafford Toa, uh, obviously a long range effort, uh, but he can play. There's something about Stafford. The I don't know I don't know what his best position is. I don't know how his career is going to play out, but there's no doubt whatsoever uh that he can play. We came out the second half. Mike Sivo scored one of his two tries in this game. And then the Tigers started to mount some points late. Asukapawa scored a nice try. It just, I, I don't know if Wing is his best spot, but fuck this guy can play. I saw him have a little altercation post-game with uh Clint Gutherson. I think Gutho was Ging him up. I'm not quite sure what the context was there, but he wasn't having any of it. But I, I really like Capoa. I don't know if he's a, Second row, winger, centre, I'm not sure, but he is a very talented footballer, and I think he's one the West Tigers should be trying to keep their paws on because, fuck, he can play. Brett Naden's got a nice little try as well. I think he got injured in scoring it, so we do hope that Brett Naden is all sweet because I think he's having, despite the Tigers going like a busted arsehole at the moment, I think he's having a really, really good season, Brett Naden. Only played 66 minutes. I haven't heard uh, what the injury is, but hopefully he is sweet. Uh, Junior Tupu, wow. Isn't this kid good? 16 runs, 221 metres. He had an abse at a house offload at one point that turned out to be really costly for the West Tigers. He'll learn from that, but, Four line breaks, one try assist, eight tackle breaks. He was very, very impressive. He had eight tackle breaks. Asikipoa, um had seven not far behind him. But Junior Tupu, there's, there's a lesson to be learnt in that game last night, an offload that was just not necessary at all. Uh, Luke Brooks, I thought he played really well. I thought he was great. 12 runs, 78 metres, uh, a couple of tackle breaks. I, 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 th- I thought he did a number of really, really good things. And uh, once again, here we are. Now their entire season rests on the shoulders of Luke Brooks because – They don't have anyone else. Um, You would have to assume that Wakeham comes into the side next week now that Adam Dewey's out. Maybe they have a crack at Dane Laurie somewhere. I'm not quite sure what the West Tigers do here, but this whole season is going to come down to Brooksy now. I think that, you know, for anyone that wanted him to be dropped or anything like that, I think that he probably has to stay there now. Because they literally don't have any other options. This is where I don't understand why they let go of Jack Martin. I don't understand why they let go of Jackson Hastings, obviously. Spoke about the Newcastle Knights and how well he's going, how much direction he is giving this side. Um, Yeah, I just, I, I don't know what's going on there with the West Tigers. But they did manage to get into this one late. Junior Tupus scored a late try as well. Very talented kid. Made his mistakes in this game. I understand that but he has got a heap of ability, Junior Tupus. So uh, the Parramatta Eels getting it done 28-22 here. I don't think the Eels will be happy with their performance at all. Um, I thought Bryce Carrad had a really good game for them. Gutherson, very solid. W- w- will Senior. I just love the way that he's going about his footy at the moment. Him and, uh, him and Matty... T- Matty Timoko, sorry, are the ones that are really exciting me as far as young centers at the moment. I'm really enjoying watching both of these guys play. Thought Ryan Madison was tremendous. He was everywhere. Just go through Ryan Madison's stats here. 73 minutes, 20 runs for 190 meters, 54 post-contact. He had four tackle breaks, made 40 tackles, only missed two. Very, very impressive game from Ryan Madison. Thought Bryce Carrite, Shout out to him. Obviously scored a try, but made 40 tackles, only missed two. That's in the same sort of category, as Ryan Madison Uh, ran for a heap less metres, obviously. But defensively, he really has improved, Bryce Cartwright. So shout out to him. Sean Lane's return game, a little bit quiet, uh, but just went about his business. We've obviously got Junior Bolo returning to this side next week. Jermaine Holtgood came off the bench, still played. 52-odd minutes there. It'll be interesting to see how that changes once Junior does come into this side. Uh, They're going to really need him next week, I think. Brendan Hands, once again, looked really, really strong to me. I do think you'll start to see the hooker rotation and all that change for this side as the season goes on. Parramatta next week, take on Canterbury next Sunday. So long turnaround. Junior will be back in this side, I believe. So. Plenty of positive signs for Parramatta, despite only winning two games of football in the first six weeks. Plenty of positive sides are heading in the right direction. Injuries aren't too much of a drama at the moment as they start to get guys back. Uh, So a really positive time for Parramatta. They'll be taking on this Canterbury side, who will still be missing a heap of troops next week. So you'd probably back them in to win that one. The West Tigers, they got the bye next week. Maybe it comes at a good time just to be able to regroup, work out who's going to be in the halves, gives them two weeks to prepare for their next game which I believe is a pretty hard game. They take on the Manly Seagulls at Campbelltown Sports Stadium. So not ideal. But two weeks to prepare. This is the game that, you know, they have to win this one. They have to get up for this one. They've got two weeks of prep. They're going to be without Adam Dewey. Far from ideal. But two weeks of prep for good coaches like Timmy Sheen's. Should be able to get a rise out of this side. But disappointing to see them play pretty damn well despite everything that went on during the week and everything. It was an absolute shit fight. But I thought they did stand up and have a real crack yesterday. Just came up against a good Parramatta side. And I think at the end of the day, Mitch Moses and his kicking game, that was definitely the difference in this one.